1: Paul's Drag Range recap show for all Stars Season 1, Episode 4, titled All-Star Girl Groups. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one twunky co-host from the swamp. Please say...
0: I will smack that ass for days!
1: <laughs> to Evan Ayers. Hello, Evan Ayers. That's funny. Tell another one. Hi! Look at you! You're you're in such a good mood today. You and I were talking earlier, chatting earlier, and your little jolly mood. I'm in a really good
0: mood today. I did fitness, and I just
1: feel really good. Oh, what did you do?
0: I woke up and got my ass to a flywheel class at like before going to work. And then I are you
1: trying my- to lose weight? Is that your thing?
0: I'm trying to just I'm trying to redirect um, weight gain into a constructive like healthy spot. I'm I'm viewing my body as a lava lamp right now. Like um, I'm trying to trying to just re- retone things that didn't used to move.
1: You know, oh, okay, so you're not necessarily trying to lose weight as much as you're trying to actually literally get in literal shape.
0: Yes, I mean, I'd love to I'd love to lose weight, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm being more realistic that I think it'd be better for me to just take the weight that I have and build muscle. Excuse me. What's this weird
1: voicing you're doing?
0: To, I'm hiccuping, but <clears throat> here we go.
1: People don't cough when they hiccup. I do both. What now? What now?
0: Do, are you changing your eating habits at all? What's your story there? No, um, I'm. Tr- I mean, I should be. I'm just. I'm actually just trying to drink less, uh, which I'm trying to. I'll. I pretty much eat like. I actually have a decent eating like schedule. I.
1: I, I want to hear you, and I don't, and don't lie. Don't lie. when okay. You're talking Completely. to a fat man. Okay. To talk, you. You know what? We will share our food. Di- diary for today okay oh god okay <laughs> you want to go first i'll go first yeah okay uh i had a a smoothie for breakfast plus uh two eggs with like parsley sprinkled on it any need my protein or i'll go crazy scrambled by the way they're scrambled par- scrambled eggs with, I have, I've been growing an herb garden lately, and so I went out to my little herb garden, snipped some parsley, chopped it up, sprinkled it on said scrambled eggs, had a little bit of a smoothie, you know, and that smoothie had banana, it had kale, it had some frozen berries, had some dates, and some almond milk. Hmm. And for lunch, I just had like a really simple turkey sandwich. No chips. <gasps> turkey sandwich. Yep. See, I can't, that's... I, I can't even do that, but go on. Okay. And I haven't had dinner yet because I'm on the West Coast. True. All right. So what was your food diary for today?
0: So today, my food diaries, I should stress that I cannot cook to save my life. I'm like pathetic. And I've, I've lived in this apartment now for four or five months and I've yet to buy basic pans or like cooking appliances. We have like the bare minimum because my roommate brought some, but so I woke up. And I mostly... Does your roommate cook. Yeah, uh, he does, but he's never here because he's wiped up, and they are always at the other apartment. So it's literally. Just let me,
1: me ask you this question: You mentioned that your roommate was Latino, but what what brand of Latino?
0: He's Mexican. Okay, Mexican American. Okay, um, where's he from originally? So we grew. He's from Texas originally, but we went to. I we grew up like in the same part of Virginia. Went to high school and college together. Okay, so, yeah, he's All like right. I think like Plano or some like Mesquite. He's actually from very close... His family lives very close to where Alyssa Edwards is from. That's what I do know. Okay. She's from that little small town. Um, but anyway, I don't know how to cook. I'm useless. And so I'm very fortunate to work at a company that has a lot of, like, food and stuff, like, in the office that people can kind of scrounge off of. So I go in and I had... Today I had a piece of toast with peanut butter. Okay. I then went for about four hours without anything and I was out um, at a home inspection. And so I... In a desperate Wait, mission. hold
1: on. You're you're cause you're like a twenty six year old man, you're not like a little skinny, skinny, tiny little like wafy twink. I mean, you're not fat by any means. You're like normal size, you mm-hmm. know? And uh and you survive for four hours as an active twenty six year old man on a piece of toast with peanut butter.
0: Yes, a lot okay. of coffee, and I try to drink a lot of water to try to like fill myself up. All right. Um and then I went to Subway and got a footlong and a bag okay. of chips, and that was my lunch. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I returned to the office, and for dinner. And I, what kind of
1: footlong was it?
0: Uh, it was an Italian BMT because that was yeah, the deal okay. today. Um, mm-hmm. Doritos. I had. I've had two bags of Doritos today. The Cool Ranch. Charlotte well,
1: Crip. you know, I don't um, know how much you listen to this show, but Doritos are my weakness.
0: No, same. Completely the same.
1: Like, I can – people think, oh, you're fat, and they just think fat people just love all foods. No, like,
0: any there's kind of sweet – thing about them.
1: Yeah, any kind of sweet – like, if there's a plate of cupcakes, boring. Donuts, I don't care. You know, whatever. I, I, I don't have a, a sweet tooth. I have a savory tooth. And in particular, like, if there's a bag of Doritos sitting there open, it will not survive the end of the day.
0: Yeah. It's my meth. Are we talking like big bag or small bag?
1: Any size bag. I will literally go through it. Yeah. That's
0: why, it's like meth. It can't be in this house. Yeah. What are you, What? what's your advice? Because I, my, I'm fine as long as it's not the Cool Ranch. If they're Cool Ranch, there is no, there's no saving me. Like, I will eat them in a meat. I don't meet. like Cool Ranch. Oh, see, we do well them We wouldn't fight over Doritos.
1: Yeah, no, I only like the original nacho cheese flavor. Now I'm willing to try the other ones like tacos at midnight and the other. I've never tried them. But I've tried Cool Ranch, not a fan. The ones that come in the purple bag are also pretty good.
0: Whatever that flavor is,
1: never tried that one. I You know why? Because I'm sitting there going like, "Why would I try the other ones? I'm so <laughs> in love with the nacho cheese. Why would I ever? Why would I ever yeah. stray from that?
0: Cheating on your your nacho cheese? Yeah,
1: not even that. I'm cheating on it. It's much like, I know I like this. I know I will be in... He- well, look, I can't have any Doritos. Let's just be on. I can't. I just can't do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just, they're, never, they're never in this house. It's probably for the best. Yeah, because I will just plow through them. But if, I, if, I, if it's like Christmas or something, I'm like, I'm going to have Doritos. I'm, I'm going to go with nacho cheese. Why would I try? And, no, no, look, I would love it if somebody... Look, if any of the fans... You shouldn't do this. But let's say we'll have a Dorito day. If you guys want to send me flavors of the other Doritos, then I'll try, but I will never go out and just buy another flavor. Why? If there's if I'm at a party and there's an open, I'll go, "Oh, that's how I've tried cool ranch is at parties." Right.
0: I've never bought cool ranch. I just don't like how it's like the it's like the the Cheetos thing for me like with the with the Nachos. I just don't like that they get all over my fingers. I that's my only hiccup with them.
1: That's the best part. Ugh. Pretty,
0: Cheeto
1: dust is the most it's like Unicorn dandruff is what I call it.
0: Mmm. Sorry, I'm pouring some wine. Are you
1: literally doing something else right now? I'm pouring a, a cup of wine. Oh.
0: Sorry, I gotta... Mommy's
1: gotta have her juice. Now, when when you go to the gym, what is your... What's your story at the gym?
0: My story at the gym is uh, a pretty sad one. So, I work out in... My office has this, like, very small communal, like, gym that we have. That's for, like, people that, are like, work in the building or whatever. So I only like to go, I'll like, I've, I've like tested out the times where there's the least. I'm the kind of person, I can't work out around other people. It's so like, I'll, I'll go at times of the day where there's like nobody there. I'll go for like 45 minutes and like do some weights, maybe a little cardio. Um, but it's usually be pretty sad. But it's just enough that it will justify me like, you know, eating whatever I want to eat later that day. Like today, for example, I took a flywheel class, which is just like soul cycle, but I much prefer flywheel. But I sit in the very back where no one can see me. I don't talk to anybody. Like I just kid and get out and like do my own thing. So, I hate cardio, but I try my best.
1: So, is there anything that happened in
0: the past week, Evan,
1: that you want to share with us?
0: So, I mean, the most interesting thing that happened to me today is someone sent me a link. To, speaking of Twitter, someone sent me a link today to the preview for the new Jurassic World movie, which made me want to cry. Um, Why? That's They're my favorite movies of all time. Jurassic Park movies are your favorite movies of all Jurassic time? Jurassic Park. You want to hear a funny a little, a little weird Evan story about Jurassic Park?
1: I I have a feeling it would be neither weird nor funny, but go ahead.
0: I am so obsessed with dinosaurs to like so when I first watched Jurassic Park, I think I was 5 or 6 and my parent okay. my mom like got the VHS, she rented it from Blockbuster or whatever. And I mean like I would like I like studied like the names, I knew like the genus, the species, I knew like everything about them. So she sat and watched me watch the movie. I didn't say a thing the whole time. And then when she, when she finished it, like I should have been like kind of. It was like kind of a scary. I know adults who like find that movie to be still terrifying. My only feedback to her was that I wanted to write um, Steven Spielberg a letter. I said, "Mom, like who who made this movie?" Because I I have some some corrections for him. And I wrote him a letter about like. The fact that, like, you know, the Tyrannosaurus was, like, a, a Cretaceous-era dinosaur, so it should have been called Cretaceous Park. And I, like, made all these notes about, like, how the, the way the dinosaurs, like, didn't look, like, actually accurate. Like, that was more important to me. I've just always been obsessed with them. And so those movies just, like, remind me of my childhood, I guess. And- you know what's
1: so funny is you reminded me that um, when I saw Jurassic Park in the theater, I saw it with my brother and his girlfriend. And she was taking some sort of... What, what studies dinosaurs?
0: Paleontology.
1: She was taking some sort of paleontology class, um, and she something happened at the end, and she was like, "Wrong! <laughs> the, like pterodactyls didn't live in the Jurassic Age." Kind of. I was like, "I don't know what she said," but I was like, "Oh God, what is this?" They weren't.
0: Yeah, t- Tyrannosaurus was not was not Jurassic. Like Velociraptors were not that big. They should have had feathers. Like, there's a whole thing that goes on with that yeah and I'm so obsessed with it that I when I lived in Europe when the most recent one one with Chris Pratt and um Bryce whatever her last name is came out Mm -hmm. I was living in Germany and I was so upset that I wouldn't be able to see in English because even though I speak German like in my head like I like need needed to hear it in English and so I made it my first experience with tinder was I made a tinder account literally like pimping myself I was like really wanted like just looking for someone to drive me to luxembourg i live like 40 minutes away from luxembourg where i could watch the movie in english i was like looking for someone to like go to the movies with like if you pick me up i'll pay for like your ticket whatever whatever like not looking for anything serious and like this like shut up stop 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 this is also really bad anyway this twink like picked me up took me there whatever and when that song started playing in the beginning of the movie i started bawling this person I don't know, like, thinks that I'm mentally insane and I'm just weeping in a the theater because, like, it moves me so much. I had a boyfriend in college that knew how much I loved this song. We'd be at a party, I'd be trashed out of my mind, and he would jokingly, like, play that on the aux chord and just wait for my reaction, and I would start tearing up. I'm not kidding you. I'm not going to talk over this. I'm just going to sit and enjoy it.
1: Can I talk over it? You know what's so funny is I'm a huge fan of composer uh, John Williams Huge And every year Labor Day weekend He conducts the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra In like performances of his music Okay And there's always some theme But uh, I've seen him perform this song Countless times With an orchestra The guy who wrote it How would you feel if you went to the Hollywood Bowl? Gag. Dead. It is actually one of my favorite. It's hard to explain because the, the, the music of John Williams is so embedded and woven into everyone from my generation through your generation, you know? And to see. He's very old now, so he doesn't perform. He used to do the whole show. Now he does, like. The second half, right? But um yeah, I've seen him conduct this
0: song countless times but like being yeah. understand there are other songs of his that move me more. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm I, I think it's it's very specifically like to that movie I think or that sentiment that comes with it. Well you it, know I what's it's so also a beautiful piece.
1: What well, else do you done? Na-
0: oh, really? You wanna go through a, a um You don't no, know what like you which know mo- you don't, you don't, I mean, I th- I'm sure I do, but, like, which one, which one, what moves you more? What, what's your... Well, here's one awesome.
1: that, like, I took my nine-year-old, ten-year-old niece, and she played this, and this meant a lot more to her, and she was very excited.
0: Yeah. That's also good. You really don't know his stuff? I mean, I know his stuff, but, like, I, I feel like he's, the- I mean, this is the Harry Potter one, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, hold on for a second. I
0: will we'll run briefly
1: through John Williams. I'll let this play while I do it.
0: This one's pretty, but like the other one just like it makes me want to do something. Like I wanna go for huh? a run.
1: Well no, then 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 you need to go on uh you know make a John they have a bunch of John Williams playlists, but um uh Hold on, I gotta Okay. Okay, so here's this one. You might know this one. Hmm. Sounds so familiar. Okay. You might know this one. I don't know if actually you'll know this one. This one actually does it for me. Because I know Steven Spielberg is known for being... Oh, I'll let you You know this one? Oh, Taylor would be losing his mind if you don't know this.
0: Wait, wait I know this, but it, I, I doubt it's. Um... Ah, which one is this? ET. Okay. <gasps> I've never seen ET. Oh God, Taylor's going to kill you. But
1: okay, so let me tell you about this then. So this is not a spoiler. Um, I ET was like I loved ET as a child, and then as I started watching it more as an adult. I know it's super cheesy. I know it's super drama. I know it's super like, it's, it's treacly, if you will, for Spielberg. But the last shot of E.T. when the spaceship takes off and it's just like the wind blowing in Elliot's hair and the lights, on, I'm gonna play. It's, and this music is playing over it, and then it just goes to black. I'm playing right now. It's just like gives me chills. So like right here, so like the ship's flying away right here, right? And then right here, it, okay. Let me go back a little bit. Sorry, back a little bit here. So the ship's flying away, and then right here, now it's a shot of the kid, wind blowing. He's looking up at ET. You see, I'm the one that tears up here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Okay. Then here, this one, this one always when it comes out, like when I'm working out, I like this one. Does it mean anything to you? you're
2: like
1: not knowing my childhood
0: it's i mean it's it's one of those things where <laughs> no i don't know it and i'm pro- probably seen this movie i just don't know what is it i'll give it a little bit right here comes the hook
1: from Superman.
0: i From Superman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about this yeah. one? Not crazy about like Superman movies. So, in my defense, here we go. Next one.
1: This one takes a. Oh, here we go.
0: His jaws right yes okay okay
1: come um, if you didn't know this it would be also be the sound plane when taylor comes to kill you <laughs>
0: i think he's gonna kill me either way for the things i've not known between now and is pretty easy right here right this is also star wars yes the reason that, is i actually have a real i have a really terrible memory, memory association with this one okay how about this one Shrek.
1: Oh, my God. Evan, you're being funny.
0: <laughs> I'm <kidding. laughs>
1: This... What is it, then? I, I actually don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go to the end, because the end gives me chills, too. I love the okay. end. It's, it's one thing that kicks in at the end like that. There's this thing where, like, in the my favorite part, it's coming right here, is like I don't even know what the instrument is, and I'm sure people who play I, Alex Lefebvre is going to write in right here. That little thing, ding, thing ding in the background. Oh, right. But
0: you really don't know what this is, Evan? It's it's I mean it's difficult hearing it because I don't. No, I don't know what it is. I'm sure I am sure I do, and I'm, I'm like right here, right here, hold on.
1: I hear that little ding,
2: thing. <laughs>
1: I love that thing. I don't know what it is, though. Alex right. LeBev will tell me. This right here gives me a boner. Evan, a that is embarrassing. It. You're going to get... The audience I, I, is going to hit you.
0: Wh- wh- what is it, really?
1: It's the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing by Indiana Jones.
0: Uh, i get never seen it. please welcome to the stage indiana jones in the temple of doom oh my god i know i for some reason i i never in my defense i was one of those gays that like hegemonic like masculinity like freaked me out in my real life i didn't need to watch a movie about some guy doing it like to be cool i just i like freaked me out like i remember he i remember actively being uninterested in those movies because he just scared me because i thought that's what my dad wanted me to be like i'm not no tomb raider The Nutcracker. (laughs) You
1: know what? I'll give you this. No, but good on you for at least the right holiday time. It's the theme from Home Alone. But that—that that one's a little more vague.
0: Okay. Right. Have you seen those? Have you seen that meme where it's like it's it's a picture that always resurfaces this time of year of of the house of from Home Alone, and it's like now that you're like when you're grown up and rewatch this movie and you think like. What the hell do his parents do for a living to be able to afford that house and go on vacation to Paris that long?
1: This week, the girls receive a gift from Manila. The girls take turns reading each other in cheerleading form and team up with the children of famous people in order to form their all-star girl groups. Team Shad steals the show, while B and Yarlexis are left in the bottom two. Yara Sophia hits the buzzer during the lip sync, but it wasn't enough to stop the she emergency. as B is asked to stay, and Yarlexis is asked to sashay away. Evan, name one thing you liked about the episode, and
0: two things you did not. One thing I liked, I like, love Kelly Osbourne. I think she's so good. And, and I think you that always she was, have. Well, yeah, I've always kind of liked her, but I liked her a lot in this Excuse me, in this episode, is because I feel like she was the perfect participant. She was like so into it. She's fun. She's like actually like very famous and um I thought she did a really good job and she just she actively really cared about like doing well for in this challenge for them. And on the flip side of it, one thing I didn't like, I liked her more because of how much the other girl that was on Rujubi and Rujubi's team, I don't even I don't even know her name. Like, wasn't that her- um Katie? Katie. She looks like Carly Ray Jepson with a bigger mouth. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she sucked because like she didn't want like she was afraid of like getting herself all dragged up or like look as if she was worried about being looking ridiculous on a show about drag queens. I just that annoyed me big time. Katie Z. Katie Z. Who? Yeah. So what so what's the one thing you liked? The one thing I like I liked Kelly Osborne. Just oh, flat okay. out. Like I just thought okay. that she, she to me made the episode for me and I really like enjoyed watching her and I loved that clip of her and Alexis and Yara like interacting and laughing about not understanding each other in either language. Um, yeah. So I didn't care for KDZ. and I also just really didn't care for, Oh, I didn't care for the RuPaul songs that are already questionably like, okay. Songs that are then redone karaoke style. Like they just sounded so terrible. I was not, I mean, not a fan of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, All
1: right. Uh, You know what? I watched this episode last week. I didn't watch it again today, and I literally have almost zero memory of it. I was showing you, like, so the one thing I liked about this episode is that I've forgotten it. Yeah. Uh, Two things I did not like. Um, I, you're right, I did not like KDZ, and I actually really didn't like the challenge very much. Uh. I don't like. I could see now why they don't really have um, bio queens on that much, or cis- they do. They don't bio. really do. <laughs> they funny. don't really do cisgendered women makeovers. Really, and that's the only one I can think of on the show. Have they done other ones where they dress women up and they make them over? Not
0: drag you, but like. Well, they did. oh well, they did Little Women of L.A. on season nine. Eight. Oh, that's right. They did. They did Little Women um, of L.A. But they had, like, a whole... I mean, they, there was, like, one queen, and they had... It was more of... They had a look and, like, a smaller performance. I think that was more... But other than that, they've always done... They've done, like, um, veterans. They've done straight men. They've done... The crew. Which, argue, which arguably is... Hard, yeah, the crew. But I think the argument's, like, always that it's harder for them to redo men. They, or they make it seem like it's harder for them to to do men up, especially straight men. But if they're men to begin with that are, like... I think they're more comfortable with kind of creating clothing that fits men's bodies and stuff so i i don't know i just think it's less interesting because women really kind of are like they're trying to be womanly in some degree so i don't i just don't think it translates very well unless you're kelly osweiler and like you really want to do it and you love the idea of being a drag queen but i don't think that's
1: in a weird kind of way i feel like kdz kind of had a point a little bit we'll get to that part but like i don't know um, all right, the next day, the girls pick up a gift from Manila Luzon. B did not like being in the bottom two, while your Alexis goes after the other girls for selling them out on the runway. The other girls are saved by the bell as RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge.
2: Now, for today's mini-challenge, your team needs to put together a cheer-reading routine that reads your rivals to filth. <laughs> Hashtag cheer-reading. First up, team, your Lexus. Five, six, seven, and Raven, 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 raven slow so and sleek. You so boring, and I fall asleep. Bing, bing, bing. Bam, bam, bam. Lou, you looks like Jackie Chan. Shad, <laughs> shad, my little Consuela. You so old, you <laughs> like my abuela. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Chanel. Chanel, who? Exactly. Oh, you oh, got- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Next, <laughs> Team Rujuby.
2: Alexis, my tail, your look is really ghetto. Shada Sophia, you give a diarrhea. <laughs> Chad, you look fierce. Cheeks and lips of silicone. Ooh, that Chanel, ooh, that ass. You don't need no styrofoam. Go, Team Chad. Go home. <laughs>
1: Finally, Team Shad.
2: Granny, Granny panties, dreadlock hair, phony ponies, don't you dare. Right. own eyes, and glitter lips. Shakira with her lumpy hips. Friend, Dresher, be white voices. B are th- the real th- bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> one's from Russia, one's from Laos. Juju in the house. Okay, come here Oh, Oh, bitch.
1: <laughs> That's it. In the end, your Alexis was named the winner of the mini-challenge. Uh, Evan, any thoughts on this mini-challenge?
0: Uh, y- you know what? Actually, I mean, I was just laughing at a, bunch- a few of those. That probably was one of the f- funnier few things that's going to happen this entire season. I get the impression that they got par- approximately 10, 15 minutes to like get dressed and come up with these reads, because some of them were not rehearsed very well, but I... I don't know. I Again, I love... I feel like whenever Alexis and um, Yara Sophia just, like, try to say anything, it's to me, I find it very funny. So the, Alexis is a little like, you just got served! And she, like, throws her arms out. I actually do that a lot and like, the dumbest things and no one gets it. Um. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It was... I mean, it was funny, but that's also relative to the rest of the season, so I don't really know how well that...
1: I don't know if I really found it that funny. One... Two, I feel like a lot of this season is we don't want to do the same challenge we do on the other, on the regular season. So we're going to take it and twist it. So, like, this was the reading challenge, you know? Yeah. And then they do the, RuPaul's Gaffin was um their version of Snatch Game. Snatch Game. And, it looks like, go ahead.
0: It's like they tried to elevate everything that they did before but they didn't really give it much enough thought or like fuel behind it to make it interesting or good
1: yeah i feel like there was a lot of like you know what it feels like like it feels like they didn't even want to do all-stars one and that logo maybe pushed for it so like uh and we don't want to re- like the other season is so much hard work why are we gonna do all that extra work so why don't we do like a version of it we don't want to ruin the work we're doing for season five at the time
0: and and why do it between four and five like i i feel like they between like conception and like actually filming they they literally did it between filming cycles of of four and five it's like they even had enough time to do it there's an interview with i don't know if i mentioned this before but there's an interview with mimi i'm first when she's on um that show hey queen that Mm -hmm. airs on wow and she talks about All Stars 1 and she she literally even says like she's like before I even go on like I don't think anyone liked All Stars she's like the producers didn't like it the writers didn't like it the queens didn't like it the only one that liked it was Chad Michaels so i i mean this is kind of where you start to see like the half-fastness of it or you know it doesn't really it doesn't it, that, that's reading very very clear here
1: but what's weird is cuz i've already watched episode 5 is
0: i don't actually spoil really it.
1: i'm not going to spoil it but i actually really <laughs> think episode 5 well the, i think the challenge is really good in episode 5 and they have such
0: good ju- what's funny is the judges are really good for all stars 1 they have gr- okay that's the thing i think that like the the guest judges are so talented and so good and like, like, was that was that that budget allocated like <laughs> differently for this? You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't... they
1: don't pay really for the the guests; they just show up as guests. They're promoting something, or they really want to be there. But like, they're not paying them a lot to be there. But like, I don't know why they step their pussies up in terms of the guest judges, where it's like even this week's guest judges were who it was like Rosie Perez and the one of the Supremes,
0: one of the, yeah, one of the yeah, exactly, huge. And they had um, who did they have last week? They had Rachel Drath and Drath, um, Janice Dick, Drath, Is it Dratch? Or yeah, Janice Dickinson. Um, where 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 was Kathy Griffin? Was she on this season? Kathy Griffin, Kathy Griffin. She's been on a few times. Most recently, she was on season seven's premiere, and then I think she may have done a recent season. I don't know. She's okay. she's definitely been on. She was definitely the premiere of seven. I remember her there, but not not. I don't think since then. I don't remember. I don't think she'll be invited back now recently, but that's a whole different story.
1: What are your thoughts on the Kathy Griffin in that? <sighs> like, what are your thoughts on like Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, that whole
0: scene too? So my, I, this is, Kathy Griffin's like one of the few things that like actually really bothers me because I, I grew, like I, I literally grew up on Kathy Griffin's like comedy. Like that was one of the few things that like my mom and I bonded over. I would show her specials and like just my life on D list. All those specials like were like very much resonate with me. And I, Consider her, like for, at least for me, like a very early gay icon. Mm-hmm. And I, I look up to her a lot because she's so irreverent and she's so out there. But when this, the whole Trump thing happened, like, I get, like, I, I do think that it was wrong. And I, I think that the bigger blame is, like, the people, it wasn't just her that put that picture out there. It was the team of people behind her that said, that allowed for that to happen or that pulled the green light on that. I don't think that she should have done it, but at the same time... I hate that she apologized and took her apology back. And now she's on this like weird tirade where she like shaved her head. Her makeup is like kind of crazy. And she's like going on these YouTube rants about, you know, people in Hollywood that she's trying to expose and I'll give her credit. Like she, I, I do believe that she's been saying this shit for years, but people just don't take women in comedy in Hollywood very seriously. But I just, I think she, she it's the way that she comes the way that she delivers these like these oh like when matt Lauer, for example when the thing happened with matt Lauer, she tweeted out like oh matt lauer has been on my list for years i knew it blah blah blah, blah. i'm sure she did and I, I don't doubt that but she's it's it's hard to like her sometimes i love her but I, I get why people can't stand her i don't i do i do believe that andy cohen like he offered me coke drama but if I were Andy Coke, low key, sorry mom, sorry dad, I'd be doing coke too if I was in Hollywood. Like, like whatever. Like I, I don't. Wait, think wait, she wait, was... wait, 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 wait. What did you say well, right now? She, when she tried to like come for him for like offering her cocaine or something on his show, like that's not he's not the only person. Let me amend this here. I'm sorry. I I thought that was stupid and kind of a low blow. Literally a low blow. Get it? Ding. Um i was like who cares like they're i, I that's such as like i don't know why she pulled that out of her butt to like try to like to defame him you know mm-hmm. um not con- not condoning drug use but like i just you just said if
1: out? you were in hollywood you'd be doing coke
0: no okay sorry can we actually no don't cut that out whatever me amend this I I under I acknowledge that people in Hollywood do cocaine. I I'm not at a point in 2017. I am not disappointed when someone tells me, "Oh, this this famous person has offered me drugs before." Like I get that people do it. Like it's not, it's it is what it is. It's not okay, but it's also it's everyone makes their own choices. I think for her to like try to like bring him down for that was kind of dumb because he's by no means the only one, and that's not the only time that she's ever been offered it. You know. Oh, I see like, what you're saying. Okay. Like, it's... Like, like she's... Like, you're I, saying, I,
1: why are you acting like, oh, this is some unusual thing that happened? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he... Yeah, like, I mean, in my understanding, if you offer somebody drugs, you probably like them. So, who cares? Not who cares. It's not right. But she goes in a... I, I get the impression I, that she was upset with him because apparently he, like, was in some way involved with, like, the... and with Bravo and the production of her show for the longest time and he wasn't really present.
1: Well, Andy um, Cohen, I think, still is an executive at Bravo. Mm-hmm. So her point is like, when like that's really weird. Like an executive give himself gives himself his own show. That's really really strange, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think I well, won't. I have look. So my history with Kathy Griffin is this. I can't remember how I found out, but somehow I got in on an early, early, like. Heard the rumblings in the very beginning when Kathy Griffin first started doing her run at the comedy store just before she was super famous. She had been on Suddenly Susan, her career was nowhere. So she would do these every week. She had like a, a standing performance at the comedy store in LA on Wednesdays. It was like Wednesdays at seven. And if you paid like ten dollars, you could go. It was like an hour long, you're out by eight. And you. I would go, I would literally go every Wednesday, like a hundred of us would go. I was at the very, very beginning. I went, and I used to take friends. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing. This is before she was a gay icon, right? Mm-hmm. I just thought she was fantastic. She showed her bush on stage. She actually always opened up. And it was so funny. The, the opening of the show was always the same. She would play the episode of, of, um, what's the name of that show? A oh, Cribs. She would show the episode of Cribs <laughs> where Mariah Carey gives a tour of the house and she would be off stage with a mic, like narrating what was happening on stage and it was so funny and then she'd come out and do her set and it was fun to go every wednesday because she'd have different celebrity stories every single time and she wasn't famous and she wasn't afraid to say what you know she would throw people under the bus okay mm-hmm.
0: and so um what's this bus everyone keeps talking about is the bus still running gone that was a RuPaul joke
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: All right. I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you. I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And this this sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this. So you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, It can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity, is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DragRace today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DragRace. Okay, um, so then she blows up and then she becomes friends with all the people that she's made fun of, and she starts to pull back and pull back and pull back, and then she becomes it becomes an old joke. It's not even funny anymore, whatever, right? With the Trump thing, like, the mistake she made, she should have just fucking owned it. She should have just owned it. I think the biggest mistake she made was, and she never talks about it, was the tearful apology, um, and please leave me alone, like, that was dumb, right? She should have done that, but um because then okay or do the tearful apology but don't come back and be like i wasn't really apologizing fuck donald trump like either say fuck it and just do it and own it like you're not going to get your job back or i think she went crazy that's what i'm trying to say
0: yeah no i think she definitely cracked because i think she was kind of in this weird place where she talks about she she apologized and she was like i will admit that i tearfully like called someone begging for my job back because i needed this job and then I think when she, when she didn't, when, when they didn't, when they didn't, oh, I don't think she's very sane at this point. I, I, I wouldn't be either after all that. Um, I think she was always crazy. We're just seeing the hints of it. But here's going back.
1: But I will say, I'm not a fan of the Anderson Cooper or of the, what's his name from Bravo after Coke? Andy Cohen. I don't like Andy this Andy Cohen. Cohen. I don't like this Anderson Cooper. I'm Because to me, I don't like this. Well, okay they're mean gays they're-, uh, right. they're i don't know if they're mean but they're definitely and you know if you want to read something interesting and I and I recommend it because it's another white gay guy please read the essay by Brett Easton Ellis and I want to talk about Brett Easton Ellis we're going down a weird rabbit hole right here Brett Easton Ellis is a gay author okay, okay. he wrote American Psycho the book and he's gay but he's like a weird gay in that like he has his own. He has his own podcast. It doesn't come out that often. He does it whenever he wants to do it. And I listen to his podcast. Like the first fifteen to twenty minutes is some sort of rant. And I'm going to tell you, I disagree with ninety five percent of the shit he says. Like ninety five percent of the shit is like stupid. Like I wouldn't call it conservative, but like I'm a racist white fucking gay guy kind of shit, right? Oh, God. And it's so tone deaf, or whatever. And i he's not necessarily conservative. He just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really weird. I don't like, I don't agree with a lot of it when he says, but I like his voice because it's unusual. Not that the sound of his voice is unusual, but the shit he says is doesn't tow the gay liberal party line, which by the way, I believe in. But as you know, and I know the gay liberal elites can be very very mean and exclusive and if you're not a white gay or a gay that fits their mold they ignore you and 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 they have the people that they've sort of blessed to be who they like and brett easton ellis isn't in that crew Mm. okay and but he's very articulate he's an amazing writer i'll give him that and he's a writer and he's an amazing writer and this essay is a takedown. Of those people. And what happened was... He, again, like I said, he says controversial shit to be controversial. So when Paris Hilton... Remember when Paris Hilton was caught on camera saying that like gay guys get AIDS so like, or something they, like that?
0: They, they all have AIDS or something? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. He supported her. And he had some explanation why we should ignore it, right? I can't remember okay. what his logic was. But all the gays got like super pissed... Super pissed, right? And he was supposed to get this award, and he was, like, disinvited. He explains it all in the essay. I really highly, highly encourage you to read it. He explains everything that happened. And then he does a takedown of, like, like, of specifically, and if you actually ever meet gay people who literally, like, work in the inside of gay movement, nobody likes Glad. No one likes HRC. They're all fucking crooked, pedophiles, sleeping with the interns creeps right and his thing with glad is that they're a bunch of fucking hypocrites like look at the brett ratner example i think he may even cite this or maybe not it might happen after the essay brett ratner says horrible things about gay people repeatedly to the point where he's kicked off the oscar he's supposed to direct the oscars he's kicked off uh Mm -hmm. and and then all he does is throw glad some money and go on an apology tour and then they gave him an award the that's exactly it. he does talk about this Brett Easton Ellis was supposed to be at the award show where they were going to give Brett Ratner, like, an ally award. Because he paid up enough dough and went on the apology tour. Yeah. You know? So he addresses all, like, this hypocrisy in Glad, And I think Anderson Cooper, Andy Cohen, there's this, like, little clique. Who's the little redheaded uh, queen from Modern Family? Jesse yeah, Tyler, Tyler Ferguson. Ferguson. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Like... Uh, colton haynes colton haynes zachary kinto this horrible horrible anyone who listens to catching up knows i am literally my arch enemy is dustin lance black
0: and his stupid what i mean i was just thinking about tom daly but go on
1: i don't know this tom daly but i I don't like this dustin lance black we're arch enemies
0: it's his husband
1: i know who they are and but (laughs) dustin lance black is my arch enemy so um it's well known in hollywood that I Dustin Lance Black and I don't get along. I actively root for his failure. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, was up for a job against Dustin Lance Black, and Dustin Lance Black was trying to use his stupid white gay white male privilege to get it. And I'm glad my friend beat him out on it. He was pissed. And this horrible, horrible uh, "When We Rise" doc, uh, miniseries that he made. I went to the premiere of that with this my arch enemy there giving him death glares i hate this dustin lance black it's so fucking lazy this this uh when we rise and it's so uh like once again it's like they took people of color and they made it about white people this fucking dustin lance black is a horrible human being like i i hope he dies of aids anyway i hope tom daly pushes him into the pool he drowns. Well,
0: suddenly, I don't feel so bad for saying I would do coke on this. If you just said that, so this
1: Dustin Thank Lance you. Black is a horrible human being. He is up there with this uh, this uh, Harvey Weinstein to me. He's not a predator. Oh, but he's no. You know what? You know what? Oh, I can't. I know. I don't want to <laughs> get my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, never intense. mind. I don't want to get sued. But Dustin Lance Black must be not sleeping as well these days. That's all I'll say. So, um... yes, Evan nothing evan just gave me the we'll talk after we get off the air
0: sign uh-huh so um, can we real quick can we on the on the, the vein of something a little lighter real quick for a second zachary quinto not a fan but his boy miles whatever could get it in a heartbeat
1: oh yeah yeah but there's zachary quinto's in the same boat too yeah and and brett easton ellis goes after all of them takes them mm. down and by the way brett easton ellis has a, he's in his 50s he has a 29 year old boyfriend Bitch, my my boyfriend was twenty three. I can't I can't judge. I'm giving him a tongue pop. I'm not judging. Good for him. Yeah. So, I don't know what it is with us Hollywood types. But anyway, uh, this uh, the horrible people. If I ever find any success in this town, which I probably won't, because I, I don't look. I'm not thin and white and gay. But if I do, I will fucking take them down. I will take them down. Anyway, uh, how do we get on this? We're talking. A- Read this essay, Brett Easton Ellis. I'm gonna. You know what? Send it to me. Send it to me. But for anyone who wants to listen, I'll post
0: it on the Patreon page, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't Dustin Lance Black. Um, was he involved with that movie about milk? Oh! Don't get me started on this well, milk. That, well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I can see why people hate Like, I I, I see and acknowledge that, and I'm, I'm validating Look, your point. Dustin
1: Lance Black wrote this milk. First of all, he doesn't go by... I call him that because everyone... He goes by Lance, okay? So now I'm going to go back to my, calling him by his... Stupid name he goes by. This Lance, let me tell you this, I don't know. He won the Academy Award because don't 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 ever think the Academy Award goes to people who deserve to get the Academy Award. It goes, it's po- it's politics. There's electioneering. There's all this campaigning. Just like they're not supposed to, but they do. It's a nightmare, right? And this milk mm-hmm. is such a piece of shit script. I could have written this script and run the Oscar then because. It's a book report. This milk is the biggest... Now, don't get me wrong. Sean Penn was good. But this milk is a book report. It's. Have you ever seen the documentary, The Life and Times of Harvey Milk?
0: Uh, no, I've not seen it, no.
1: You should watch this documentary, The Life and Times of Harvey Milk, and then immediately watch milk. And you'll go, wait a minute.
0: He just, he just
1: took the documentary, transcribed the words.
0: Oh, I believe that completely. Like and the put documentary. people in it.
1: The documentary is framed the exact way that the movie's framed. It starts with Harvey, but this time it's the real Harvey Milk narrating his own life story. All the best lines in the movie are from this documentary. All the biggest moments from this movie, from that the movie, are from the documentary. Then fuck this Dustin Lance Black. He only got the award because he's cute. He's gay.
0: Yes, go he, on. He's, he's one of those things. He's not cute. But go on. People think he's cute. He looks, to quote Bianca Doria, he looks like a fucking swordfish. I thought he was going to turn pages in a book. People,
1: people are very into this Lance Black. Okay. Anyway, I, he's my arch enemy. Like, literally, he's my Lex Luthor. This Dustin neme- Lance Black.
0: Your nemesis Yeah.
1: I don't know why this Tom Daly's married to him. Well, I'll tell you why, but whatever. <laughs> After some congratulations, RuPaul announced this week's
2: All-Stars Challenge. Now, ladies, I hope you're all limbered up because for this week's all-star challenge, you'll need to stretch your charisma, uniqueness, and talent to form all-star girl groups. Yes! Ah. Each team needs to come up with a group name, a signature look, and choreography for a lip sync performance on the main stage. Now, ladies, I have an extra special edition for each team. Hi. Oh, my God! Please give a big drag race welcome to some legendary children. Kelly Osborne, Kelly Betty! Jillian Hervey. Going yay! And Katie Z. Oh, what's up, each guest star has been assigned one of my songs. Here's the thing.
1: For me, if you're gonna win the Oscar for screenwriting, well,
0: I have to feel
1: the- like I couldn't have written that script. Like like when I watch a lot of like uh who's this guy that wrote the social network? That guy he's famous.
0: I can't remember his name. You know you this is your thing now.
1: I right? know, I know, but I don't know if his name escaped me. He's he's probably the most famous screenwriter right now, right? I see his shit, and I go, you know what? I couldn't have done that. You see the great screenwriters, and you think, wow, I'm jealous. And that doesn't mean necessarily that they're better skilled than you are. You're just like, they write differently than I do. I admire that. They've pushed the envelope of screenwriting. Screenwriting now and cinema are better for what they did this year. That's what should win. And this should be be true – for any of the categories, whether it's acting, whether it's directing, whether it's film, this. My Twitter film, account. Your Twitter account. <laughs> this film pushed the envelopes, and now film is better for it this year. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's why Moonlight should have won
0: over La La Land. Oh, that's some. Sh- I, yes.
1: Okay, you saw Moonlight. You're like, I, I remember when I saw the trailer for this Moonlight. I was like, I've never seen a movie like this before. I've never seen a movie like this before. You know?
0: yeah stunning
1: and it was and it lived up to it it was amazing i was breathtaking did, did i don't know if our friend michael our friend michael was visiting that weekend that um moonlight opened in la limited release it was a big theater the cast was there answering questions oh wow and we were in the very front but has anyone been to Humble a QA. Bag. no 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 trust trust it is not as anyone knows who's been to a A. They're boring after five minutes. So five minutes in, I tell our friend Michael and his boyfriend, let's get out of here. And then they go, uh, all right, you lead the way. And it's a giant theater, Evan. We're in the front. And I'm about to, I'm going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Right? And they're following me. And the last person, I trip over his foot. Shut up. And and they're like doing the Q&A. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, and I'm like spinning like in slow motion. And they have like these curtains and I grab onto the curtains and they're like falling down on me. And the whole theater, all you can just sh- feel the shift of the theater. Look at me and Michael and his boyfriend as we're trying to sneak out of the Q&A. And we were trying to get out,
0: you know, we're trying to ghost out. And I was like, I'm working on some some moonlight joke, but it's not coming through. So that's terrifying.
1: Anyway, the point is. That's what a screenwriting... The best screenwriter you should feel like... I, I couldn't have written this. This, this made screenwriting better. This, this fucking milk. What a piece of shit script it was. I could have... like. Just when the girls thought it was over, RuPaul added another twist. At that moment, three young women walked into the room. They were all the daughters of celebrities and they would be teamed up with the different teams. They were teamed up... As follows Team Shad was with Jillian Hervey, daughter of Vanessa Williams. Team Yarlexis was with Kelly Osborne, daughter of Ozzy and Sharon Osborne. Team Rujubi was with Katie Z, daughter of Pia Zadora. After some rehearsal time, Rube Paul entered the workroom to talk to each of the teams. First up, Team Shad.
2: So you're all coming up with the choreography, is that what I'm hearing? You know, I think that Chanel's being really assertive. There's some definite tension between Shad and I. It's making the challenge even that much more difficult. Next, team Yarlexis. Hello, Jarlexis. Plus one. Hi. Kelly, you are a fashionista, and these are showgirls. Are you afraid of looking like a showgirl? Oh, I love it. I want to be a showgirl. I want to be a drag queen. I'm pissed off I'm not a boy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Finally, she stopped by team Rujubi. Now, who's in charge of the choreography here? We are all working on that together.
2: You all aren't known for being dancers. No. no, not at all. There are a lot of girl groups who were not dancers, like the Pointer Sisters, but they sold it. They they were able to do choreography, and that's what I'm looking to you to do. That's what we are going to okay. do. Okay. All right,
1: Evan. Yes? What are your thoughts on everything I said about screenwriting and uh, Moonlight and whether, like... Uh, Dustin Lance Black should have won the award for.
0: Milk. I just feel like it's like really racist that you like don't like a movie about milk because I'm mean, I'm kidding. Um, no, I agree. Like I I I mean I have always. You can answer, I, but I was kidding because that'd be funny if I came back to
1: it again. But go ahead, go ahead, and yeah, <laughs> we'll no. go to the challenge.
0: No, I mean I I get it. It's not. It's I'm I'm over white gays and. They're whitewashing and whatever i i get why you have you have a, you clearly have a lot of feelings about this and i i believe them but i just yeah
1: oh well no with with dustin Lance black has nothing to do with his being white i just think he's stupid and i have a history with him that's fair because maybe now
0: we got bad blood oh god i just read
1: so what are, what are your what are your stories here what are your thoughts on this challenge on the on the women on KDZ, z on uh on uh, well we know you love Kelly Osborne on Jillian hervey on the challenges the way the teams were broken up on the table visits what were your thoughts here
0: so I actually really like this challenge and ter- the, the idea of it I think is very clever and something that I think drag race w- or it would they would do on a, on a current season to some degree they probably put them in teams obviously um I think they they did a good job at casting at least two people that I, I mean for me like I know who Vanessa Williams like daughter was I didn't know who the uh, K D Z was whatever wait you didn't um, know who Vanessa Williams daughter you knew who she was who Vanessa Williams daughter was uh, but I knew who, I know who Vanessa Williams is oh I see I see excuse me like they like that third one was just kind of a mess it seemed like she like was a friend of a friend that just had some free time that afternoon um, <laughs> but no I think it's like an interesting challenge I. I would have been more interested... I think now it would be more interesting like if they had to, like, perform live, or, like, like you know what I mean? If the the, the extra element of, like, the performance was a little more engaged, just to them singing a, you know, a karaoke cover of a C-minus RuPaul song. Um, well, they're not singing. They have someone else doing the... They're, they're, well, yeah, they're covering it, which apparently this is available on iTunes. Did you know that they released, like, the, like a, a full CD of all of these, like, these tracks? Yeah,
1: Lucian Peony stuff, yeah.
0: Oh, Speaking of terrible white gays, um, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's fine. I it's clever-ish, not really. I, I think the the challenge was there. Uh, I just I don't I don't know. I don't really care. It didn't see it. It was. I feel like it was too much pressure. My, my thoughts on this this challenge are more about like their judging and like the decision that like comes after the performances. Like I thought they were all good enough that it kind of sucked that one of them had to go after this, but. No thoughts, really. That was terrible on me.
1: Well, no, even when you watch this episode, you can tell the episode doesn't care about this challenge.
0: No. Like,
1: not at all. Every like, segment is sort of just half assed. Like they like even like the KDZ makeup thing, I think we'll get to in a second was like sort of like
0: Or yeah. The most contrived. interesting bit. Yeah, the most inter- most interesting bit for me was like Kelly Osbourne asking them, what's it like for you going through a drive thru? One like Kelly Osbourne goes through a lot of drive throughs when she's that thin. But too, I mean, it just they're just it's it's not interesting. Like they don't care. It's a stinky RuPaul song that they're performing to. Do you think that they made those outfits or were they given them?
1: I th- I don't know. I think on some level they had to be given something to work because they would have to know the women's sizes, and I'm sure they're very yeah. particular. Like,
0: yeah, because they're not just like ladies off the street. Like they're obviously going to be particular about like, kind of what they're putting on or how they're presenting themselves. Like you know, like in. Um, like in season seven when they they did like the half half man half girl drag, like they gave them the dresses or they give them certain things to kind of build off of. I'd be curious to know like how much of that was required of them because that would that would that would gauge how impressed I am with like kind of how they pulled somebody's looks off. To be honest with you,
1: also especially they don't. Well, I think they knew who was going to get whom, right? But um,
0: did they because they they picked them based like they assigned well you know they said they they assigned. assigned well they said you pick a song and then based on that song you pick you're going that song is assigned to this this girl, but I would imagine But maybe they, they, probably, they told they probably, them what song to pick. They or they just they just didn't really assign them to a song and they just gave them you know what I mean.
2: Oh,
1: that's no exactly matter, what it was. No who they that's pick, exactly they what like, it was. They said you're gonna go with this person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they would have to give them the out like that the way I'm thinking about you're right, the logic of it, I wonder how that worked. You know, especially because I'm sure they didn't have. Did re- the question is, did
0: it really work? That's true.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they didn't have KDZ. You know, KDZ schedule was not going to allow her to be there for multiple oh days.
0: And stuff I like knew that. she had a Chili's reservation at 5:30. She had to catch Don't she
1: is a daughter. You have no idea. I, you, let me tell you this. I barely know who Pia Zadora is. Pia Zadora was this woman. I think Taylor probably know more about her. She was this like woman who like married like a super rich guy, some sort of media mogul, and he would like essentially he tried to pay for her to become famous, and even essentially bought her Golden Globe. But he'd get her in movies and stuff, and they were super, super, super rich. I'm actually really, really mad at her because she and her husband bought um, probably the most legendary house in Hollywood called Pickfair. It was the home of Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks, but it was like legendary as like this. I guess you almost call it the White House of Hollywood. Like it was on a huge, huge property, which got eventually narrowed down to was a normal size, you know, piece of land. But the house was still there, and it was like every most famous person ever went through that house. I mean, it was like a legend. It really was like the White House. And then she bought it, and like like it was it was already
0: super famous then. And they just tore it down. And they became, it became leg and dairy.
1: <laughs> What's the temperature right now in D.C.? Uh,
0: the temperature in D.C. right now is a moderate 55, but I am cheap and don't like to pay heat bills, so I don't have any heat in my apartment. So it's currently like 45 degrees in here, and I love it. After some non-eventful rehearsal footage,
1: we went right into Elimination Day. In the makeup chair, Katie Z gave Rujubee some trouble about her makeup.
0: You're going to have to de do that to my nose.
2: No, we got, we buff it out. You are? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As I'm getting Katie ready, I can see there's a little bit of resistance. Is your basic makeup usually just liner? Trust us. Because mm-hmm. if you look bad, we look bad. You look gorgeous, trust me. You won't go too deep with that. That's better.
1: Me- meanwhile, you know, you're giving Katie Z this shade about Ray- you know, Raven and Jujube doing her makeup, and she doesn't want mm. Did anyone see RuPaul the first most of the season of nine? How horrible she looked with this Raven doing her makeup.
0: Someone was so mad at her those days. Who? Ta- whoever was doing her makeup was it raven it was raven and delta delta did the wigs and uh raven did her, her makeup can you cl- can you clarify that that emmy drama then who because the, the she was nominated was rupaul was nominated they were nominated for like outstanding hair and makeup yeah, right yeah yeah but it was the episode that Ru wasn't even in drag so yeah. how did raven and delta even get nominated
1: so, what happened was Matthew was on the first episode. The rumor is, and it's pretty well substantiated, that they got in a huge fight. We don't know why. Because they. RuPaul and Matthew Anderson got in a huge fight. And that Matthew took a wet wig and flopped it on RuPaul's head and stormed out. Okay? So, now they fire Matthew. Okay. But because he was working on the episode, he gets the credit for the episode. Okay? Some people think that's why Rue wasn't in drag during the challenge. Oh, okay. Because they didn't have a makeup person. Matthew, they had a big fight and Matthew stormed off. There was no makeup person. So, she's not in drag. However... When you're submitting for the Emmys, you want to submit the episode that's going to wow people so you get the nomination. Obviously, Lady Gaga, having been on the show, is going to impress the Emmy Uh, judges. So they submit that episode, but because... Ray, but it, so what happens, you submit the episode, but you're supposed to say, this is indicative of the this is, the... this is what we think is the best episode of the season, and here is the makeup artist for the season. So they submitted Raven and Delta for hair and makeup for the season, but they used episode one. The problem is... The problem is... Matthew Anderson's name is on that first episode. That means the person that they submitted for wasn't actually, they didn't submit Matthew's name. So the Emmys withdrew the nomination from them. What's funny is that had they just made it Raven, Delta, and Matthew, they probably, they would have been, no, they would have totally fine. But the fact that they didn't put Matthew on, Willem got in a lot of hot water because he came out and pretty much said that. They took it, you know, some people trying to make it, an argument that he was saying that Raven and Delta didn't deserve it. That wasn't his argument. His argument was they should have also had Matthew on the nomination.
0: He was actually in the right, but just people assume that Willem's always being like super shady or something.
1: Well, he <laughs> is just something that, he's not always, you know, he, he, it's, it's, you know what? Brett Easton Ellis is the Willem of gay people. Okay. Does that make sense? I
0: that's terms I can understand. I'm into that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Brett Easton Ellis is like Willem. He says
0: stupid shit. You don't agree with most of it, but you're like, eh, nah, it's a good point. Right? So what would you... do we have a Jasmine Masters of gay people? I need to think on that.
1: It'll come to me, but I can't think It'll of it. It'll come right to
0: now. me too. I I'm gonna be in my I'm gonna be asleep at like four in the morning and I'm just gonna open my eyes and just scream. Anyway.
1: Yeah. And you're gonna be like uh Titus Burgess! <laughs> <laughs> now it's time... ...for the
0: looks. I was waiting for you to interrupt me. You didn't do it. I'm trying to be good at not interrupting. Yeah, well, it's time for the looks. Oh. Oh, is it time for looks? Is it, is it time for the looks? Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for the looks. All right, so the first look I have, we have, is of... Chad Michaels. Yeah. These may not be in order by group, but we're just it'll actually be interesting to judge them individually. Um Chad is wearing a bodysuit. It's silver and black and this there's some weird like ish pattern she has. Great gloves on and thigh-high silver boots and kind of puffy like Pointer Sister's hair. Makeup is pretty standard for Chad Michaels. Um This is a a toot for me. I really can't get over how good she looks. And the fact that she has such a thigh gap is really bothersome. Do you see that? Like, where does she put it? That thigh gap is unreal. It's the Hunger Games, bitches. May the odds be forever in your favor. May the gaps be forever betwixt your legs. Jesus Christ, she looks good. Um, Yeah, I think she looks great. And again, very standard for Chad Michaels. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me try to. I'll do this. I'll. I'll look at the person that she's paired with to make this fair. Uh, the person that she is with is Chanel. 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 Chanel is. Oh boy, Chanel is wearing another, uh, another jumpsuit. It's corseted or with like a, a Wonder Woman knockoff like belt corset. It's rhinestone and it has matching accents on like the forearm. She's got big eighties hair and these. It looks like earrings that are made of several bits of dice that are just strung in a loop. Uh, her makeup is actually, I, they obviously clearly like did make matching makeup as a team. She looks fine. It's, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's a toot by any means. I mean, she looks fine, but in terms of matching with Chad, I don't see any resembles whatsoever. So I'm going to get this look a boot.
1: Okay. You didn't ask me about Chad, by the way. Well, I was going to ask you as a whole.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, Chad's look—I usually would not like that look, but I'm gonna tell you something. I give it a two. Yeah, Chanel's look is horrible. Horrible. Here, yeah. I, I give it a boot. It looks like something Michelle would wear. I think Michelle actually did Michelle, Michelle kind
0: of like this. I'm sure she did love it. She's a this jersey. This is the Michelle wheelhouse. Yeah, like it, it's just trashy jersey. It's really trashy, and like I'm sure. Ech. It works for somebody. And again, like it's just, it's, it's interesting because she claims to be so pol- and She is polished, but she's like, she's polished trash in yeah. here. At least it's like, can mm-hmm. you, pol- it's like polishing a turd. They say not loving it. Um, I love me, Matt McDonald's. So next up is Raven. Raven is wearing a very short and very, very, um, kind of cheapish looking sequins dress. She has on these very intense White Walker blue um, contacts and she's got a like very thick refined or defined bob with like straight hair. She kind of looks, I mean her mug always looks amazing. She's got these big hoop earrings in. I'm thinking of the critique that Santino gave her about how her leggings don't match her face. I don't see it. She does look stunning but I think this is something that she would wear in like any episode of Fashion Photo Review. So I'm going to judge it based on her in comparison or paired up with Jujubee, who is, mm. as I look at it, not wearing anything similar to her at all. She, Jujubee is wearing a, like a shiny sequin, like leatherish jacket with uh, two-tone hair. It's almost like a weird ombre, but it's like... Half brown on one side, half blonde on the other. Makeup is kind of similar, but there's really no unison between the two of them. I'm going to give Raven a toot and Juju a boot. What do you think? I give them both boots, mostly because they're both basic. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not... like interesting enough it, it's not even i don't even want to call it like daytime drag. It's, it's not great and i've I've always said that like juju's drag is not supposed to be like anything more than basic girl at the mall but this just doesn't they and they they, they loved her look for some reason michelle was like gagging over her. she would have that whole thing about like oh this is would be seduction and i'd be a little katie in the middle blah, blah blah but i don't see a lot of unison at all with them
1: part of me thinks though that as the season progresses but we're seeing it very compressed because there's only six episodes the, they get nicer on their critiques. You think? And I think yeah, and I think that they were trying to get Ruju B and justify Ruju B making it past and
0: eliminating um Darlexis. Darlexis.
1: They need to make a reason for Yarlexis to go home. Yeah. Do you think there was so su-
0: I may have asked this forward, do you think they were surprised at how well your Alexis did?
1: Yeah, because on the next episode there um there is uh there's a rumor of shenanigans on that uh episode.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. We'll talk I about love, it next week. I love Sheen is it shenanigans or shenanigans? Rigory. <laughs> um, next up we're looking at Alexis Mateo, who looks like do you remember that Power Rangers movie that with Ivan Ooze, the guy who like was made of purple goop? No? No. Okay, I'm showing my age here. Like, the original, like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that came out, she looks like Ivan Ooze's, like, slutty cousin. Um, she's got, like, giant purple, you know, she's got giant hair with, like, these weird pink accents, and she's wearing what looks like a, a swimsuit or a bodysuit, in full purple sequins. Uh, it looks like she's got... Her belt looks like it's made out of, like, a film tape or film roll. Um, yeah, it does. It's, and she's, you know, got the spike things... Again, Alexis, I like I'm sp- if I've if I've learned anything so far from how awful the season is, I cannot love her more. So I really appreciate this look and I appreciate it more looking at Yara's look as well, who it's very clear that they have there's enough matching or like bits of matching in their looks where where Alexis has the full bodysuit on or the swimsuit on. Yara has the very same color It's just it's kind of cut out more and she own, She's still exposing her abs She's got you know chains Coming from her titties she's got this you know Like metal girl Bra on the big you know Yara hair that looks like dreadlocks that are Swooped up um, I think this is a total two, And they look the absolute the most in unison She's actually wearing the same eye Contacts as Raven it looks like um, And I just think they look fantastic together
1: yeah, I think they look great. They shouldn't have gone home.
0: Yeah, like they, they truly should not have. They have the best
1: look of the night, I
0: think, actually. If you're talking about in terms of girl group. Yeah, that's all the looks. I don't have a whole lot to say. Who's all the right. top top two? I'm going to say Yar Sophia. I would say so, Yara Sophia as well. And top, top two of the week. And bottom boot or bottom bunk Uh-oh. is gonna be uh Jujube this week unfortunately actually no chanel
1: uh, yeah i was gonna say chanel i was gonna say chanel. chanel we agree chanel
0: i would change the channel of that chanel bye that was bad boom but continue save me from myself <laughs> okay like you gotta go for, what do they what does acid betty say about bob like when you're trying to be funny one out of like every eight things will work so sorry
1: On the main stage, the teams performed their hearts out, but in the end, only one team was going to win the challenge, while the remaining two teams would be placed in the bottom. After the judges deliberated, Team Shad was named the winners of the challenge, leaving teams Ruju B and Yarlexis to engage in a lip sync battle for their lives. Raven repped for her team, while Alexis Mateo repped for hers. The song, Don't ya, by the Pussycat Dolls. For the only time this season, Yara Sofia pressed the button and tagged Alexis out of the lip sync. It didn't matter, though, because in the end, Ruju B was told, Shantae, you stay, while Yara Alexis was asked to sashay away. Evan, any final thoughts on the episode?
0: The only thought then that I just thought about, and the only thing interesting about these two being eliminated again is, not again, but being eliminated, is the last time that they were on season three... Yara went home in a lip sync against Alexis and there was this whole drama about her like falling apart on stage and like they had this like whole weird like, like the music slow or they like slowed the music down and she, like, she literally like lost it um, and so like, the only thing I'm thinking of is they went out in like a weirdly memorable way just because they were the only ones that ever used the this stupid buzzer mm-hmm. thing um, but it was, I mean, again, so clear that even if they outperformed them, they were not staying. And I don't know if they knew that or not. I feel the producer told them to use the buzzer. I think they did, too. They must have.
1: Well, that was the last time, because the there's no more buzzer after that episode. So they're like, fuck, man, we didn't use the fucking buzzer. Go use the
0: buzzer. We, we wasted 45 seconds an episode explaining how this works. Someone's better yeah. friggin' use this. And because it, cause Alexis was doing fine. That's not even a buzzer. It's like a hand sensor, like a public bathroom that you like put to like make the vacuum turn on. Like, there's no button. It's just a little police siren thing, you know. They don't push anything. Do you wish your boyfriend was hot like me? Don't you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay. Have you gotten all your thoughts out about this
0: episode? I've had, yeah. I've exerted enough potential positive energy towards this thought. Yes.
1: Have you gotten all your thoughts out about Dustin Lance Black, Kathy Griffin, Anderson Cooper, Andy Cohen, uh, Zachary I th- Kinto? I don't
0: think we covered enough porn, though. Yes?
1: What do you have to say about it?
0: <laughs> I would like to see a porn of Dustin Lance Black. and.
1: There used to be one, but they got away from the internet.
0: Oh, is there really? There used to be. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, damn it. The limit does not exist.
1: Why? Wait, Why did you didn't like him. I thought you didn't think he was cute.
0: I know. I'm kidding. i just was trying to trigger you.
1: I love that porno. Not because, because it humiliated him. <laughs> and he should be. He had a weird looking penis.
0: Oh, God. Well, he's British, too, so it was uncircumcised. That's enough. something that's
1: black isn't British.
0: I thought he was.
1: Oh, no. Don Haley's
0: British. That's right. He's whitey. He's a whitey from America. That's right.
1: Yeah, he's a Mormon. You
0: know what? The, oh, God. That's tough. My so, you message, have nothing else
1: to say about this episode?
0: Uh, This episode. Uh, Rosie Perez is funny as hell. I adore her. But no, it's sad that the best things that I can say about this episode are what the, the guest judges have to say.
1: I will say, I have a lot to say about an episode five. I actually really liked. Well, uh, I have a lot to say about it. It was uneven. Because... The mini, t- well, I, We can't do an episode f- episode 5 recap right now Tune in next week for an episode 5 recap But you know what, for right now, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap for All-Stars Season 1 Make sure to join us next week and every week As we dissect, discuss, and deconstruct every episode of this very special season So, for Evan Ayers and myself
0: Sashay away until next week
1: Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at recap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash media. Follow Evan Ayres on Instagram at evanmayers. that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S. And on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's Nobody, C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batans on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.